Three, two, one. Yo, what is up, guys? It is Friday here, August 6, 2021. Um, we're recording this at basically 2 o'clock Mountain Time, 3 o'clock Midwest Time, sort of time, whatever. Um, it's your boy, Maddie B, and H-Double again. Um, we have a pretty good lineup today. Um, this will be a lot shorter of a podcast, we think. Then last time, um, thank you all f- for those who listened or and or watched it on YouTube or Spotify. We do have a big announcement. We finally have our Apple podcast up, so we can get that link out um, through Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Um, so that's exciting. But the topic for today that we have, we have Team USA basketball, women's and men's, and see how they've been doing in the Olympics. Then we have NBA free agency, kind of what we like, don't like, what all happened. And at the very end, we'll get a little bit of some soccer soccer news um, containing Messi and Barcelona and see how that goes. So with that, it's double. Yeah, real quick, I just want to give a shout out to everyone who watched or listened to the podcast. And as Maddie B said, we are now on Apple Podcasts to go along with Spotify and YouTube. So that's exciting. And yeah, we're going to continue doing this every Monday and Friday. So be sure to, to check it out and we appreciate it. Thank you guys. And oh, yeah, jumping into it. Um, I do have a uh, one thing too. Just one thing to kind of tantalize a little group of listeners, the no note podcast. Um, we more than likely have a good old guest coming on within the next couple podcasts who um, mm. has some offers as being the quarterback for some D1 programs. So we're not going to say who it is, what the offers are yet. We're going <laughs> to kind of wait until it's confirmed. But that's yeah, kind of I, the horizon. So we I, just want to yeah, let you all know. I just want to give a little, uh, you know, little uh, make sure you guys know that it's not confirmed. Hopefully it is, though. So that's that's the hope. And it would be great if it was, but yeah, Maddie B is right. That could be a future guest. So that's all we're saying. Anyways, uh, jumping into it. Also another shout out to, uh, you probably have uh, seen it now, Matt, but, uh, Courtney, if I pronounce the name wrong, I'm sorry, Courtney free riches. I don't know how to say it, but Nixon, Missouri's homegrown silver medalist in the 3000 meter hurdles, I believe. Oh, Courtney Ferrix, right? Ferrix. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not good at pronouncing names. Yeah. Nah, Silver you're Metal, good. So shout out representing the, the good old Ozarks, you know, <laughs> it's, it's cool though to see. It was really cool to see. Um, yeah. So jumping into it, we got Team USA Women's Basketball. We'll talk about the women's first and then we'll talk about the, the men's after. Mm-hmm. I saw that we won, wasn't it actually early this morning or late last night? We won yeah. the semifinals against uh, Serbia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Won pretty pretty handedly. And, yeah, I – you know, we, we talked about the men's basketball team uh, on our Monday podcast, but we haven't mentioned anything about the women. We, we mentioned them very briefly. They've been so good. <laughs> They've been doing really good uh, undefeated in pool play and now in the, the finals – competing for the gold. Uh, I'm not too surprised, but if I'm being honest, I don't know the most about our women's basketball team. I need, I know a little bit, but I, I don't know really like kind of the history, how successful we've been in the past. Um, do you have a little bit more knowledge about that? Like how, how many medals have we won and stuff like that, you know, on, on the women's side of on basketball? Yeah, so just kind of going off that just a little bit. Um, sorry, I'm just looking up as well. Okay, so <laughs> just to give – no, not about that, just uh, the next matchup. So it's right. United States and Japan for the women. I thought that we already played them in the preliminary round in pool play, and we have, and we beat them by 76 to 69. Mm-hmm. Um, but going on what you said charles about just a little bit more background i believe it's um the last 50 games in an olympic play they haven't been beaten i believe it's what it is so wow. very dominant and i believe very they won dominant. the last six 
I think. Oh yeah. So, okay. So they're, I don't know where I've been. They've been dominant. Yeah. I thought they were, were really strong. I didn't know they were that strong though. Yeah. So they were dominant. So they do play Japan. On, I think it's Saturday. I think Saturday. Cause tonight is the men's game. Uh, so I believe Saturday's the women's one and it's Japan. So we've already beaten them, but that doesn't mean you should take the opponent lightly. You know, I mean, I mean, we have like, then Diana Taurasi, Brittany right. Griner, Skylar Smith, Aya Wilson. I mean, just, I mean, filled with talent. I, oh, I don't yeah, see why they sure. can't win gold, but that's just kind of what I've watched. I mean, I've watched like bits and pieces of their game um, just because, like you said, it's been on later than the men's game. And I don't know, sometimes I get a little turned off women's game sometimes you know there's not as much flashy dunk stuff like that but when you watch the fundamentals it's pretty sound decent yeah. basketball and from what i've seen they've looked like the best team on the court throughout the whole thing so i mean yeah winning you know what you said 60 straight games i mean that shows that they are the best team in women's basketball in the world and it's going to take a lot to to upset them and i, I don't think it's going to happen Tomorrow, I think I think the women's team is going to win gold. Definitely, I was actually I'm actually looking this up now. But the uh, what about like the three v three women's basketball? Um, I remember I watched one of their uh, pool play games and they uh-huh. destroyed. I forgot who they played. Um, I'm trying to see how have they done on that. Do you know? Oh uh, yeah, they, about that? that was already done last week and they won gold. Uh, okay, it's, that's it's, what uh, I they won gold there so i mean pretty cool if the women can win the 3v3 tournament and then win the five tournament i mean that kind of cements yeah i think that, <laughs> that i think that's usa women's basketball is the best basketball in the world you know yeah and also uh the men's 3v3 didn't even make it but i just want to get your yeah. opinion on this real quick what do you think about 3v3 basketball like what is your thoughts on that you know because it's it's, it's obviously basketball, but, like, when I was watching it, it's so much different than 5v5 basketball. The, like, the pace and, you know, how it's only the half court, and they, they take it out after makes, like, really fast. Almost like you can steal it after a make, I remember. Like, it's, there's no, you know, like, what, do you, what are your thoughts on it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, they have a shot clock, which I think, uh, I mean, to me, it just felt like a glorified game of pickup basketball, which, I mean, <laughs> yeah. for me – that's what I kind of play is pick up basketball. Yeah, I was going to mention so that. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool. Um, I don't like it. I thought it was interesting. Definitely new. Um, I think I prefer traditional five-on-five better. I mean, just my preference. Right. Um, but right. it was definitely fun to watch. Definitely fun to watch. I mean, and it's short games, like one minute, if that. You know, yeah. like 10, 15 minutes, right? So, I mean, if you're if you're a basketball ball for 10 to 15 minutes that's a good thing to watch you know if you don't have that much time but in on in all honesty i'd rather i would rather watch the five on five but that's just my preference there's nothing that's right or wrong yeah i would agree with that in terms of uh being a viewer but the 3v3 definitely feels more as you said it definitely feels more like you know pick up basketball so more of like the style that we play just at the gym. So I thought that was kind of cool. And I'd be like, man, that'd be kind of fun to play, you know, get some, some three, mm-hmm. three, get in the three, three basketball. But well, yeah. I think it's kind of fun too, because you don't have, I mean, you don't have like Kevin Durant or Devin Booker playing the three, three, right. So it kind right. of gives, uh, like maybe like gym ballers, maybe like, Hey, maybe we can do this. Right. I mean, probably not, but there's at least that little thing, like, I don't know the names of these people very well. I want to know these names and see like how they <laughs> how they are. And to me, I would love it to see if like any teams saw the three v three tournament in the Olympics and was like, you know what? Let's get this guy a tryout because some of those guys can ball really well. It's aggressive. So I I would love to see if like any of the NBA guys would like be like any of the teams executives are like, you know what? If they can play a good half court, let's see what they can do for a full court. You know? Right. I mean, I know you talked about, you know, obviously there's no Kevin Durant on 3-3, no, no NBA superstars, but, like, if I'm being honest, I think it'd be kind of cool to see superstars on, a, on playing 3-3 basketball like that. 
That seems kind of cool. Yeah, or it could know. be fun to see some like it'd be cool to see some like bench guys. You know, yeah, yeah like, it would. Like, like lower, like like the lower level NBA bench guys, mm-hmm. which you know, in all honesty, NBA bench guys are better than any one of us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they are. Like okay, so it'd be fun <laughs> to see some of them play and see. Oh wow, these guys are actually like, super good. Like they're the seventh, eighth man in a rotation right. doesn't mean you're bad. <laughs> super good, you know. Like mm-hmm. I know for me, watching the Suns this past finals. You know, Cam Johnson was like our seventh or eighth guy. And I can tell you this much. I bet you if we did a one-on-one game, I think he would win 11-0. I don't think I'd score any points on him, I, any of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, give me even, like, the undrafted guys. I'm not scoring probably any points on them either, so. I don't know. You got a good step back for Reese. You might be able to sneak one in, but, I mean, one out of probably ten shots. So, we'll see. We'll see if I even <laughs> get even if, if I'm lucky to even get ten shots. You know that means that ten rebounds, right? I'm mean, lucky to get ten. You know, depends on what you're playing to. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, let's talk uh, now about the men's USA basketball team. And so far, we've been right on our prediction. They are at least going to get a medal, which is which is good. But we want them to get gold, obviously, and. When I saw them beat Spain, I, I had a confidence that they were that they were going to win win gold. And then obviously Australia is a good team too, and they they're able to handle them. And the team just looks more fluid. I, I actually watched some of the replay yesterday of the game against Australia, and like I watched a stretch where Kevin Durant just got hot, and like you know that any, I guess we talked about any of those guys can get on like a, a hot streak, and when they do, it's so tough to defend because if you have to double team against Team USA, you know, all five guys on the court are good NBA players. And, like, you know, more likely than not, one of them is going to score. And, you know, I'm, I was seeing that, and I remember Devin Booker got a few open shots, and he had, like, 20. So he, he pitched in real good. And I was also surprised uh, to see – I guess I was looking at it. It was the start of the third quarter, so I think it was our the starting five. And it was Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Devin Booker, uh, Bam Adebayo. So yours was almost right. But instead of uh, Jason Tatum, they went small and they had Drew Holiday starting. And Drew Holiday has, like, been so good in the Olympics, which is crazy. So that's, you know, being a Bucks fan, that's been great to see because he was not that great in the finals. But, like, in the, I mean, he was good in the finals, but, you know, not scoring-wise yeah. at least. But, like, in the Olympics, he's been doing everything and getting a lot of minutes and – it was just really I fun think to I, watch. I think I did have Bam as my starting five. You did, though. yeah. I had yeah. Draymond. Uh, you had Bam, and so Bam was the way playing. They started the the way they started the Spain game was how I predicted right starting five to be with that him is, in, that is and then true. Drew coming off the bench. That is true. But I do say Drew wasn't playing great, and I watched both games in the entirety: Spain and Australia I watched both games and. If you watch the first half in each game, they played not very well at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I noticed. In, it, in those two games, so in the first game, they were 3 of 16 from 3, and they were tied. And then in the Australia game, I believe they were 3 of 15, I believe, from 3 in the first half. So if you do the math, that's 6 of 31. Now when they were down by three at a half, right? Mm-hmm. They play like that, and I, I don't understand why they do this, but they jack up a ton of threes at the beginning of the first half. Like, first and quarter, they just jack up threes, and it's really frustrating. But in the second half, they kind of listen to, like, what me and my roommate do on the couch, just coach them up. Uh-huh. And they only got 12 to 15 for the half, which is good, but they're better quality. And so... And so what, what we came up with, we come up with a list, actually, of guys who we want to shoot the three. And this list might surprise you a little bit, or maybe not, of, like, who or who is not on it. So we think Jason Tatum, like, he has a green light to shoot a three. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Zach Levine. So Zach Levine's been over 50% from three for the Olympics, okay. which is why yeah. we like him. Jason Taylor's yeah. making 45, both off in both games, Spain and um, 
and KD is KD. The reason why we left Dame off isn't because he can't make them. His shot selection, he kind of just almost hero balls it and jacks it up right. instead of kind of working it around. And that's what we saw. We saw once that the U.S. started going in, in the paint and doing more mid-range and attacking to open up those perimeter shots, they were great. I mean, they've won both games by, by 20 points. Yeah. The Spain and – I mean, the Spain is game. But it's because their second quarter, their second half, they're playing so much better team job. You know, and yeah. I don't know for me, well, sometimes you think, oh, let me just shoot to get out of it. And sometimes, no, go yeah. to the free throw line. Go get a layup. Like, pick. you can take a hit in the lane. Go get your buckets. See it go through. And at the same time, you know, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, first off, I just want to say, um, you know, I, I loved in the finals. I was uh, I loved how the Suns were playing. And then I kind of hated how the Bucks were playing. And now you know how it feels when your team shoots up a ton of threes when they shouldn't, because that's basically what the Bucks were this playoffs. I mean, they, they got away with it, but they would jack up threes when they should have dominated the paint. And I, you know, well, so that's now, now you know how it feels. They dominated the paint and we lost. So I was fine with them shooting threes. Now you know how it feels, lost. though. They, would, they jacked up so many threes, though. Anyways, that's – yeah. Uh, also, I want to say um, – I think you're you're missing one guy from the list in terms of shooting threes like a green light. I don't know if you mean uh-huh. like a catch and shoot, like like an open three, or if you're talking like off the dribble, like create your own shot three. What do you mean by just or any three that's there? For, for me, it is a three that is that is contested. Okay. So okay, never mind. If it's not like a good look, if it's not a good look, don't shoot it. You know, like there's only like a certain amount of guys that right. can make it with a hand in the face. Like well, KD, okay. absolutely. And granted, oh, yeah, game for is sure. great at, but out of these past two to three, uh, this whole Olympics, Dane has not been three mm-hmm. and gets others involved. He makes the team a lot better. And, you know, a stat that I saw was when, when Devin Booker was on the floor um, the whole time for plus 30. <laughs> right, they, they're plus thirty. Yeah, but with D, but wasn't jacking up threes. Only took five threes, and he made three of them. Right, so I mean, so he took five three, but out of those five, four of them were uncontested. Only one was contested. I mean, granted, he made the one. Um, yeah, but four of them were uncontested, and so to me, like I'll take that. You know, and he, but what he did was he drove in, tried to get some contact, and did and use his main. I know that's one of his strengths, you know, but that really helped Kevin Durant kind of take the load off, you know, yeah. and, and, it, and it made Team Australia kind of play like, ah, uh, crap, who do we guard? Do we guard KD? Do we guard Booker? And then once that happened, then Drew Holiday was able to go in the lane and start just dishing out dimes, which is he's really good at, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah. so he made, I mean, that, that, those three, I think, were the key. Especially to winning tonight, I think Holiday, Booker, and Durant are the key to the game. That's what I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was so impressed with Drew Holiday in the playoffs, how he could get into the lane and, and dish it. Like, he was so good at that. I didn't know he was that good. But, yeah, going. I agree with you about Damian Lord. I don't think he should be, you know, game time if he hasn't been on, you know. I mean, if he's been on and he's been on fire, you know, high 40s, you know, then it would make sense because game time can be game time and we've seen the greatness, but if he hasn't been shooting that well, then I, I agree with you totally. The guy I was going to say that should be on this list. It's like, a, it's now like a half answer. Cause I didn't know you meant like at first, you know, completely contested threes, like not a good look. This is like a half answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where I'm going with this probably and Mr. Inconsistent himself, Chris Middleton, because he's a great shooter, but, and sometimes he gets, uh, he, he becomes godly just as good as Kevin Durant almost where he makes everything. And then sometimes he can't make anything. So I guess it depends on the game, but like if he's in one of those modes, he should be on that list then too, because he'll make almost anything. I just yeah, he's, he's a really frustrating player for me to he watch. Is. He's, probably of, he's probably one of like my least favorite players to watch. <laughs> just so consistent. Yeah. Like, okay. Here's, here's like, like last game. We're 
there was a a time of three plays. This is three plays on a row. First play, he goes in, makes a great cut, misses a layup. And I'm okay, whatever. Next play, you know, defense, whatever, great. He gets another, he does another cut, tries to dunk it, gets stuffed by the rim. I'm like, (laughs) play it in. Okay, whatever. Then he comes down and he fouls a three-point shooter. I'm like, bro, that's a point swing right there. I like, the, you missed two, then you give up the, uh, three. Oh, it was just so frustrating. I think the, uh, I champ- like, I think the championship highs is, is uh, you know, he, he's, he's on a high right now from winning the championship. Well, here, well, here's the thing for me. I don't buy it because you have three, nah, guys, you have three guys yeah, on that team who came from there, right? Booker, Ty, Middleton. And out of those three, who's playing the worst? It's, it's Middleton. This is, this is so great because – you know, my finals was perfect because I would have gone either way. But it's, I think it's even better because, you know, your team lost, which in a sense is my team as well. But my team also won, my two favorite teams, because I get to totally mess with you on this. I think the real reason you hate Chris Middleton is because he had one of his God games in game five, the, the crucial turning point of the game, and he went off on you you guys in the fourth quarter. And it's the real reason why the Suns lost that game. So I think you just no, have he, ha- hatred lingering over from that. No, his game that screwed up was game four. Game five was holiday. So Yeah, yeah well, well but, no, I, I'm, I'm talking about when in the fourth quarter when he kept the Bucks. He The Suns were making a huge run, and he hit like three or four – crazy shots just to keep the bucks to give them the lead and they're able to squeeze it out because time ran out and obviously the steal at the end of whatever. I I agree (laughs) because game four, he was more godlike than I think game five. Yeah. Game five, he was just clutch. I would say there's a clutch and God. God game four. Well, like, okay. Literally is hitting everything. Okay. Whatever. Then five, all of a sudden drew holidays. Like, you know what? Even though I've been shooting about 30%, I'll shoot center ever sent to time. Like, this is, this is and then, great. And game okay. six. And then game six, they Drew Holiday sucked. says, Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna let Giannis do this. Like, okay. How you, you know, know how frustrating whatever. it was as a Bucks fan. But going back to my point, like I, I I will say, you know, real quick, the last thing. I know you you're right, Chris Wilson was clutch, but like his clutch shots were godlike shots. Like they were like step back threes step back mid ranges that were like ridiculously tough that he made. But anyways, going back to the point. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it's frustrating. I mean, it's great when a team makes a lot of threes, don't get me wrong. It's awesome to see, and especially when a player gets hot, but like most of the time they're going to miss a lot of them, but they still tend to jack them up. And so being firsthand of watching a team do that, one of my favorite teams, I know what that's like. And it's now, you know, it's, it's just frustrating when they just yeah. jack in threes because they, you know, it's because they think they're, and in the Olympics, this might be true. And I, 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 I do think part of it is true. They, you know, as team USA, they just think they're better. And, you know, in a sense they are, but like when you, you know, you take back shots like that and you get in that mindset where I'm just better than you, I can just score on you. Sometimes it makes you worse than the t- other team because all these other countries play really good team basketball for the most part. Like they do because, you know, they're not, loaded with superstar talent like the NBA. And so the NBA, the U S team USA, you know, team basketball sometimes takes a hit, you know, as you said, it, it takes them a bit to, to kind of feel it and, and get warmed up because these, some of these guys are superstars in the best league in the world. And so they have that, you know, uh, that mindset where they're just, I'm better than, than, than you. And I feel like that's really true for the Olympics when they go up against these and in other international teams. And granted, you know, they did beat, two teams by a hundred points combined. So, but you know, like it can take you out of the rhythm and that's, you know, some, I feel like all the USA basketball teams, the men's basketball teams have struggled with. Then you take a page from the woman's book. Cause I think the one played better team basketball, even though they've won 60 in a row, <laughs> mm-hmm. like they need to take a page from their book. I, it's just that is different the one, though. That is the one thing I do like the team Baseball, uh, women's basketball, it's not hero ball. They right. they do they pass and they say, you know, what? let's have you know Aja Wilson. Let, let's get yeah, let's get Aja Wilson. Hopefully, I'm not butchering the name. Let's get her 25 points tonight. We're, we'll live with that. And then mm-hmm. one night, it's you know what, Dan Tarasi, 
you can get like and the next night it's sue bird i mean it's all spread out you know and and that's what i like i love team basketball um and so to me if you watch both games back which obviously people probably won't but (laughs) when you look back at it the first half of both the spain and australia game it was most hero ball let's check up threes right and then the second half it was hey, let's play team basketball and get our team involved. And and here's the thing to me. Each time they've done that, they've gone down by 10 in the first half to Spain right. and Australia. Yeah. Both very good teams. And yes, the United States did lose Australia in exhibitions. But this France team, they've already lost to. If you go down by 10 in the first half, France has good shooters and has a good protector and Rudy Gobert. That's right that it might be a little bit too much, no. And if France is hitting their threes, which they're a pretty decent shooting team, that can be bad. And so if it's me and I'm Greg Popovich, I'm saying, hey, guys, let's run defense and let's go attack the rim this first half. If it's not there, let's shoot threes. But our go-to should attack the rim and find the open player. Please do not jack a three. I'd be like, I do not care if your name is Damian Lillard all the way da- down to Merrill. Obviously, he's not there in the Olympics. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many make. If you jack up a three, I will take you out. <laughs> Just so you know, this is, I mean, this old game. Like, I mean, when you hear Luca talk about it, right, he said, I don't know. You know it's almost as good as winning the NBA championship. It might be better, right? Yeah. And so if you're thinking of that, this is your NBA championship, and there's no series. It's a game thing. So if you look at it, if we did it like that, if we had the NBA championship like Mark Madness or whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. The, the, the Suns won every single game. Therefore, they'd be champions, right? But that's right. how that works, right? I mean, NBA players know that. But here is a different animal. It's you have one game. If you're off that one game, you lose. You're done. Yeah, no, definitely. I 100% agree with you, and I do think that winning gold really means a lot to these players, and now it's the championship. I, I think they're going to avenge that loss. They're going to beat France, and they're going to win the gold. I really do. But I want to just say, it also amazes me, you know, Greg Popovich is a head coach, but I remember watching him it was going to a timeout, and I just remember seeing Steve Kerr in the background with a clipboard, and I'm like, man, the USA men's basketball coaching staff is stacked. Steve Kerr, Jay Wright, <laughs> obviously to go all in Craig Popovich, and then I think there's another two maybe, but like it's it's so stacked the coaching. It always amazes me. But yeah, yeah I, I think I think so, USA wins gold though. That's the I do I do want to say on our predictions that we did on Monday, we got everything right except for the final. Yeah, Slovenia. Which, which if you watch the France and Slovenia game, that game came down to the last shot when Nicholas Batum blocked. Um, I believe it was one of the other guys, not Luca. But I mean, yeah. that was pretty good prediction that we made. Luca, so, Luca played it, played his heart out, you know. So since we do that, make a prediction. So we're in part of the third place game. So you're gonna tell me who wins and what the score is, and so we'll just see who's closer. So, Slovenia or Australia, who wins the bronze? What's the score? Man, it's been hard for teams to to get to a hundred. I feel like in the Olympics. Um, I'm going to go though with, I'm going to go with the Aussies. I think they're going to beat Sylvania in single digits. I think they'll win. Let's go. Oh, uh, 91 to 86. Sounds okay. like a decent score. Okay. I'm going to go Slovenia. With the uh, at, at least we're going against each other. So we're not yeah, just agreeing on it. That, and I'm going to say that they win by three. And I'm going to say it's 88 to 85. We're, yeah, we're, we're very similar on our, our score predictions. So yeah, it's I think it could go either way. Who pulls but it I'm out? I'm just going to yeah. say Slovenia. Yeah, I think it could go either way. I'm just going to go Slovenia. Yeah, I respect that. 88, I respect 85. that. I respect that. No wrong answer now, there. We move right. on to the game, which is United States and France, which is actually the earlier game. It's actually 8.30 tonight, so my weird. time, so 9.30, your time. That's so weird. Which is before the bronze medal game, which is your <laughs> um, France, United States, who wins? How much? Go. USA wins by 14. Um, 
Score uh, 102 to 88. Okay, quick. I'm you know, also, you know, also going to go Team USA. If I'm going to uh, say they're going to win by nine, I'm going to say it's uh, 97 to 88. I just, I just wanted to not think about it, just, just say it, you know, just be like, don't think, yeah. just you, you know. <laughs> That's I mean, what I was calling. Got it since, since the loss to France in the open game, the United States have outscored their opponent by 60, 39. I think team in the last game was 17. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it's been close in the first half for the past two games, but they really poured it on, and so I don't see them. I think. I think they're hitting their stride. They're finally playing team basketball, and I think good night. Oh yeah, I think I think they win gold. Bring it home. But, so when we talk yeah. about going home, I think that moves us on to our next topic, which is NBA free agency. Oh, here's what I want to do for that. Goodness. What I want to do for that. I want us to do. We each have three things. So we each have the best signings and why. Three worst signings and why. Can eat for all this. So I do one, you do one, and we keep going that way. How's that sound? Oh man, I'm gonna have to look at all the, the the signings again to to make sure. But yeah, yeah, no, you can look at the signings, but and it doesn't have to be in any particular order. But just go on. Okay. Um, we'll do, we'll say it one at a time. So you can say what yours is and why, and then I'll mine and why. We'll bounce off of that, um, and we'll and we'll go through there because, like you said. There's gone down in free agency. We could talk about this for 40, 50 oh. minutes, maybe an hour. But By the way, uh, Kevin Durant just signed a contract extension for $198 million. Can that be the best one? <laughs> I'm not going to count that. that I, I don't mean, think that should count. Be, it can be whatever you want. Oh, the Clippers um, re-signed Kawhi Leonard. What am I missing out on? Man, yeah. this, this all happened since we started the podcast. All right, anyways, uh, I'll go first then. Or do you want to go first? It's your idea, so you can go first. Um, okay, sure. We'll go first. Okay, so for me, I think one of the best free agent signings was Lonzo Ball to the Bulls for four years, $85 million. And the reason why, Lonzo's only 23 years old. I think he's getting better. Right. He had his best. He, he keeps improving. He had his best statistical season from three. He also, I mean, think about it, four for 85. I thought he was at least going to get four for maybe 100. You know, give him at least yeah. 25, right? And then, if you look at it, his first year at the Lakers was just kind of tumultuous. The second year, they brought in LeBron, and he kind of was done with Lonzo. So, ship Anthony Davis. Year three, he plays with, um, you know, he plays on a Pelicans team that's okay with Ingram. It's right. okay. And then year four, he has really well together. But you had Steve Van Gundy, who I don't really like as a coach. They couldn't they couldn't stop anyone on the off on, on defense. No, no, not really. And so actually a pretty good defender. So his first four years kind of is like, yeah. But he's improved. And I think he goes to a team. That's really good. I'm not going to get into the team yet because who knows some of your better free agent signings or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But from when it happened, the team looked like Vucevic, Lonzo, and Levine. And he's a pretty good three, especially the East. And I think he's a lot better. So to me, my first best signing, well, not in particular order, but he, yeah. he's one of mine. Well, now the Bulls also have DeRozan, so – yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know if that was one of yours. But um, knowing that they have DeRozan now too, yeah, and he's become more of a uh, more of a passer, as ball dominant. And to me, I think Lonzo makes this team makes this team way better. And I think it was a great signing. I, I thought it was great. Yeah, it's a great signing. Um, I might still pick it as one of my three, but I'm not gonna do it for this first one because I do want to do something different. Yeah. I'm gonna go with. You ready for this? I'm ready. 76 year signed Andre. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the Nets signing Patty Mills. I'm going to go with a bench player. I think I that's that a low key, really good signing. Two years, not that expensive. And he's great shooter. I think he's going to be great for that bench because 
They're just, that Nets team is just so good, and now they got Patty Mills off the bench. I don't even know how they were able to afford him, but whatever. I think it's a good signing. He's going to space the floor. As I said, going to be great off the bench. Um, he's still – he's only – I was actually surprised. He's only 33. I thought he was like 36 or something. But he's not as old as I thought. So two years is a good length for that. And I just I think, think that makes – two years for $10 million, right? Yeah, which is super ch- – let me make sure. Uh, twelve million, so six million a year, which I don't think is that expensive. They they trade only Landry Shamit, obviously, but they got Patty Mills, who's more proven for sure, and it's going to help them. Yeah, I think not in that tra- not in that trade, of course, but I right know, at, at least they, at least they helps got, them. They got, yeah, they got rid of Shamit, but brought in Patty Mills. That's they, what you're saying. They're right? able to replace him in a sense, you know. Yeah. So I think that was a great signing. So yeah, that's what I'm going with for my first one. Nice. Are you doing a, a worse one now? We're going to alternate. No, we're just going to do our best first, and okay. then we go to the worst. Okay. So, the second one, to me, I... Uh, were you going to say Nets, Patty Mills and the Nets at all? I'm curious, or no? No. Okay, I, I thought that I'm was down. one. My second Sweet. one, I think, is um, Blake Griffin signs one year at minimum with the Nets. Uh, the reason, yeah. why, the yeah. reason why I think it's a good signing is because, one... Blake Griffin is a starter for them. Two, he played some good basketball in the playoffs. Really, honestly, held the honest to pretty good. I mean, because he was the one guarding him. Yeah, um, yeah, I would say that. Blake Griffin, he can actually hit the three. And guess what? You got him for the vet's minimum, which I believe is like two or three million dollars. And so, to me, that's a steal. Like, as a Suns fan, I would love Blake Griffin on my team. I think as a fan, you probably would want Blake Griffin. I think anyone would. Even if he's not his Lob City Blake Griffin, he's a different Blake Griffin now. But he's still good, and he's worth way more than $3 million. So to me, that was probably a great signing. So that was probably my number two signing. Yeah, uh, for my number two, for the second one, I'm going to give an honorable mention, I think, because I don't want to do all role players. There's two role players I'm deciding between. Um, so I'm going to give the one I don't pick honorable mention, which I'll say now. The Suns are signing Cameron Payne. Mm. That's an honorable mention signing. That's a really good signing. Yeah. But number two is the Bucks. My both my teams, the Bucks are signing Bobby Portis because they got him for way less than what he probably could have gotten in free agency. And the reason he stayed is because he loves the city. So that's just a huge steal to keep him at such a, a low price for two more years because for 9 million, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah, that's only 4.5 million a year. He's mm-hmm. worth more than that for sure. And he's was so critical of that team. And so I think that was a great signing. And I, I, I'm going with all the re- reserves so far, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the, the bench players, but Bobby Portis, he was critical in the playoff run against the Hawks, obviously in the closeouts uh, games, the last couple. And then the Suns, I mean, game six, he pitched in like 18 or 16 points and that was the other one as well. I mean, not, you know, so he brings them such good energy off the bench and the, the city loves him. He loves the city. It's just for that price. It's such a good, good, such a good resigning. Yeah. I honestly thought we'd lose him. I knew he loved the city, but I really thought we'd lose him because we wouldn't be able to give him that much, but I guess he, he took the pay cut to stay. So super mm-hmm. excited about that. I do have to agree with your honorable mention of campaign. Right. One actually, the reason why I'm not picking campaign campaign for, for campaigning to get more minutes, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, uh, the reason why I'm not picking him as my third, he's an honorable mention, is because I heard the starter who's backing up Chris Paul. I think the four years for 120 is, I mean, granted, we've just set up contracts right for, for low money, right. But to re-sign Chris Paul, not come up for four years, he cannot have his ungodly numbers as usual, right? But put a price on leadership. And when you look at it, look at all the leadership and all the influence he's had on these young guys. And when you look at the core, look at the core we have right now. Booker, 24. Mikhail Bridges, 23. Johnson, 25. John Ayton, 23. Mm-hmm. Campaign. Landry Shamit just got added 24. I mean, that's, and come out like Chris Paul, 
and his knowledge. I mean, you look, you saw what they did in the very first year of the playoffs that they were together, right? Granted, yes, I know some team people want to put that as oh, they were injured stuff or they didn't win. Well, guess what? You play who you play, and that's some did, and they right. Yeah. And everyone said at the very beginning of the, of the playoffs, the first round or any round because they were too inexperienced. Well, once they people were like, oh, well, people were injured. And then the Denver series, they said, oh, well, Jamal Murray was in. Sorry, you're, you got swept. He's not changing that. Sorry. He might win you one or two games, but he's not winning you the series. And then people were like, okay, well, the, the Kawhi's injured, so that's not a good one either. I'm like, okay, it's the Clippers. People thought they were going to beat the Suns. Okay. And then, yes, we did lose to the Bucks, fair and square, which hurt. But at the end of the day, uh. before the season started, if you told me we would get Chris Paul, go to the finals, and lose, would I take that or would I take that season or would I rather go to the first round? I would much rather go to the NBA Finals and lose than do a first round exit. And to me, I think that that I believe that Chris Paul earned that contract. And what it shows to me is he wants to play with Devin Booker. He wants to stay in the valley and I and he wants his that core to stay together. And so to me as a Suns fan, I'm knowing that I'm gonna see a Booker, Bridges, Ayton, campaign. Cam Johnson core for at least another two to three years. And to me, that's awesome because they've already grown so much. And I don't think their potential, their ceiling. So yeah. to me, that's why I think he was funny because about it, Chris Paul leaves like the Knicks or goes to the Lakers or goes somewhere else. The Suns are kind of in a, in a place of hurt. Yeah. They don't really have any, I mean, granted campaign was great. That's why he's my honorable mention. But he's not Chris Paul. And so, yes, yeah. I know people say he chokes in the playoffs, all this stuff. I understand. Whatever. To me, the leadership he brings and what he brings to the floor is totally worth the four years for one. That's my, my third best signing. I could see that one coming before we started. <laughs> um, all right. My third one. But here's the thing, though. Did I convince you? No. Did you convince me that was the, one of the best signings? Yes. No, I'll be honest. You didn't. Ah. Well, okay, I, I will admit, and I, I, this is actually a good time to bring stuff. I do apologize to if you're watching this or listening. Uh, obviously, we're not uh, professionals and we're using Zoom and stuff, but uh, Matt is cutting out a little bit for me every so often. And so if you, any sound your box, if you hear that, we're sorry. We can't really change that. So I will admit, Maybe I didn't hear the full pitch, you know, because it cut out a little bit. But, I mean, I, I got the gist of it, and you didn't convince me. <laughs> I will be honest. Why not? Why did you not – how well, did I hear you? Well and, – And here's the thing. I know you're going to say he's old. Take away his age. If age was not a factor, which I know something sometimes these things happen, age, why, why would it not be one of the best signings? It would be. It's age. I mean, okay, okay, that's fine. I'm not that's saying fair. I'm that's not fair. saying that it's one of the worst. I'm not gonna pick it as the worst. It's in the middle, but for a thirty mil year at his age, I think it's an overpay. I okay. will be honest, but okay. it, I that's understand. Fair. I understand your point. I understand why they did it. It's not a worst signing, but it's not one of the best. Okay, so, yeah. that's fair. Anyways, I, mean, I might have a little bias. Yeah. Some fan. I am. A, I thought it was good. I mean, yes, I need to, but me, I thought he was very right. integral to the no, system. He, and so he totally me, was. I was overpaying because the Suns usually don't overpay or really pay anyone. And so to me, I thought it was okay. So I understand. I, yeah. I understand why you they, say what you If say. they lose Chris, if they don't sign Chris Paul, who are they going to sign? You know, that's, that's where it makes sense for him to sign him. I just think for that long and that much money, it's an overpay, but that's why it doesn't make it one of the best. Anyways. So I'm for my third one. I'm gonna have to go with Lonzo to the Bulls too. If I'm being honest, now if you want me to pick a different one, I do have another one. But my personal top three, Lonzo has to be in the top three because that's. No, you. We can have this. We can have some of the top three together. That, that's totally fine. Lonzo to the Bulls is is shout out to you, Martin. Uh, he texted me that night about the Bulls after their signings and was like, 
we're going to be a force, you know? And I was like, maybe we'll talk about it in the next podcast. And he's like, yeah, I got to listen to your, your first one. So here you go, Martin. We're talking about the Bulls. Lonzo was a great signing. He's young. I think he's got a lot of, a lot of he's being slept on. He did not fit in with the Pelican system. I think mm-hmm. he's got, he's going to be a, a potential, I think he will be a future all-star if he's in the right system because he's become a much better shooter. His vision is still off the, off the charts. He'll get you 10 assists a game. Like I can see him averaging like an 18 and 10, which is like what Chris Paul has averaged for most of his career. And, you know, and he's been one of the best point guards and I think Lonzo has potential to do that. And he's also six, six and a great defender. super athletic. Like what's not to like about him. He improved his shooting, which was his biggest weakness. Now he really doesn't have a glaring weakness. Maybe besides like, is he clutch? You know, can he handle pressure? But besides that, he's everything. He's got the great tools to be a successful point guard. And so the Bulls, you know, him and Levine, I think will be a good fit because I think Lonzo is a good, will be a, is a good spot up shooter now, but he can also create for other teammates, you know, and obviously Vucevic yeah. is a, a shooting big man. I think it's, it's a great signing and I'm excited to see how the Bulls do. Definitely. To me, up there. I think, I think if he was, if Lonzo was drafted into this position, have a similar season to what his brother um, LaMelo has into the right situation with the with the Hornets, had people around him. Yeah, the Lakers, and so I think this is great for him, and I totally agree yeah. with you. That's why I think Lonzo was the first. I think that was the best time for me, especially because I mean, like you said, like you're worried about age and overpay, right? I think they're paid and got him at a good age. Oh so yeah, to me, that's why sure. I think he's the best signing. I think he. Yeah, and uh. We got to remember also when he got drafted, uh, you know, the Ball family was like so popular then. And, you know, LeVar Ball, the, you know, that, you know, his character, obviously, I mean, there's so much pressure on Lonzo. He was already so, so much attention just even getting drafted and coming into the league. You know, well, Mel didn't have to deal with that either. And then also Lonzo's shot was definitely not a, a good form. He's obviously changed it up. So he's shooting much better. So obviously it's just taking some some time for him to develop, but I think it's all work, going to work out for him. So yeah, I'm excited. I am too. So now that we praises, how we got to give our little head scratches. Like what what are people thinking? So you want me three to go first? Signing. I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, I'll you go, go first. first this time. I'll go first. You go first. You know, I actually don't think there's that many bad signings. Like bad, but if we have to. A top three worst. There's definitely some that and, are in. And, it, and they even like sign in trades, all that stuff. Like, you know, it's free agency, right? So, and maybe recently, it can be contracts, anything. So, it's just the three worst moves, three worst signings, moves, whatever. Oh. <laughs> um. It's tough. It's, it's okay. One that I don't think is that good. Um, I think that the I think that the Knicks signing. <laughs> Dude, this is tough. I, I'm having a tough time deciding. Like, it, I haven't thought about this. I'm going to go with, I think, though, the uh, – I think the – I'm going to go with this one. I'm going to go with the Nuggets re-signing Will Barton. I think they gave him too much money, $16 million a year. Mm, not not okay. a chief. I'm excited to see yours. It's, it's, like, I don't think it's necessarily a bad signing, but I think it is one of the worst ones. Basically, what you're saying is, hey, pal, you're not that guy. You're not that guy. I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'd rather have, like you said, I'd rather have campaign at six. What's the at six million over Will Barton at sixteen? So yes. I, I would agree with that. I'm excited. I just want to hear what you say. I, I'm excited to hear yours more than my own, honestly. <laughs> one that I think is probably the worst one was the Devon Graham uh, Pelicans. You think Devon Graham why, the Pelicans was was the worst? The reason why 
it may not be the worst, but it's in my top three. The reason why is because seven, you're paying him eleven million a year, but it was a sign and trade. And here's the thing: you could have a first round pick for him as well. And I don't think Devonta Graham is like. I mean, think about a good year last year, but then this year started. And, I mean, he lost his job to Lamelo. Grand Lamelo, I think, is a better better player. Oh yeah, for sure. But I've really never been a fan of him. Gave plus you gave up a first round pick as well for him. So I love that signing. I think he probably should have gone four for thirty six or thirty rather than forty seven. So that that's kind of my um, thoughts on that one. Um, I do have a different one that I think you probably will be like, oh, that makes more sense. But yeah, and because that, 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 that that's probably my that's probably my one. That I'm just like, you need stuff, and now you're getting a first round pick for is worth it. So uh, yeah, this is good because we can debate on this. Not like a lot, but I actually was considering that to be one of the best signings. Really? I think okay. I think that he's gonna he's what uh okay, now I will admit <laughs> they're he's not a good defender and their defense might not be great, but like I think he's a really good fit to Zion. He's a shooter who can pass because when he had his career year, he averaged 18 and seven. Now I can understand what you're saying, you know. I didn't look into the specific numbers. I thought he shot pretty well when he had his breakout year. So I thought he was shot pretty well, if I remember right. But maybe he was a little inefficient. I, I don't know for sure. But, like, I think that that is a really good pairing with Zion. I don't know why. I have. I just think he's going to fit well there, and I think he's going to outplay that contract. So I personally disagree. That's all I'll say on it, though. We don't have to get into a huge debate on it. It's not worth it, probably. <laughs> um, no, you're good. That's that's totally fine. I mean, my, that's what these things are for. Yeah. My second worst signing. Uh, I'm looking at my phone. Got my. Ooh. <laughs> you know, a lot of these guys are only signing like one year deals. I think I'm going to say one of those, though, just for team chemistry purposes, probably. Uh-huh. Even though if it's, like, no money, you know, it doesn't really hit them. I think... I think that... <laughs> the Carmel Anthony answer seems like a classic one. Um... Uh, all right. I'm just gonna say it. I, I feel like I, I I feel like you might disagree from this one, but I think the Hawks resigning Lou Will for five mils. I don't think that's it, man. I think that Sharif Cooper could take that backup role right away. If I'm being honest, now I, I guess it would maybe make sense to let him develop under Lou and Trey Young, but like I don't think they necessarily needed him for five mil. Now, who say that for? Lou Williams to the Hawks. He resigned with them. Yeah, but why is it? I just think it's he's running. I think he's running out a little bit now. He had a, a great game in the playoffs, one you know, in game four, but like he only played like ten minutes. Probably he didn't really do much. I feel like because Trey Young was was so good. Now, granted, that's the playoffs. You play your stars more, but I just don't think he has much left. Maybe I guess like they, they're paying him a five mil to do what he did game four, where he could just have one game where he just scores twenty, which is. I do think he has left in the tank, but I don't know. I want to see Sharif Cooper get minutes, and resigning Lou Williams means he probably won't get that many minutes this year. So I think it was a good sign. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's one of the best. It probably is more down to the middle slash lower end. Yeah. I mean, Lou will five million. Let's say you make the playoffs again. Let's say you win a good game, and that's the difference between you being up three two instead of down two, uh, being up two instead three two. Yeah. For them, I'm sure that's worth five million, right? So I'm not saying I'm not gonna say I don't disagree with you. That I'll probably disagree saying that it's one of the worst, but I'm not gonna say oh, I, 
So this is where it's been hard. Like I'm, I think a lot of these are just fine. Like none of them are bad per se, but it's just I'm, one of the worst. Maybe that you haven't thought about. For me, my second one is probably Zach Collins, the Spurs. I didn't even hear about that. I haven't seen that. Yeah, he signed uh, three years for twenty-two million. Oh well, then that's my third. I'm not even going to look at the others. That's my third then. Okay. <laughs> you just need to say your your next one. That's not okay. a good signing for he that much. No, why? He hasn't he's been hurt. that good, and he's been hurt. He's injury prone. He's been hurt. Yeah. So we uh, okay. we did see him at the we, TOC though. That was I remember uh, 2016, I think. So that's kind of we cool. did. Yeah. Um. So I'm glad we both agree with that one. So. Oh yeah. I don't have one. to. My job's easy. I don't have to look at the last one. Sweet. To my third one, I don't like the in the 76ers. Andre Drummond to the 76ers. What what the spill? Actually, that one that one's my honorable mention. Sorry, that's my honorable mention. Oh sorry, I was I forgot about this one. I do not like people are gonna probably be like, oh my gosh. I don't like the Kemba Walker with the Knicks. He's too injury prone. He in, and we, we talked about this on Monday. Right, right. When Kemba Walker was traded from Charlotte to the Celtics, they gave up a pick, Rozier to the Hornets. And at the time, it looked like, oh, well, that was pretty fair. Oh, sorry, or was it Kemba and Kyrie? No, it was Kemba. I think right. Well, I think I was part of the sign trade, but the Celtics had lost Kyrie Irving that that summer, so they ended up getting Kemba Walker. Which I, I do yeah. Want to admit, yeah, at the time it looked good because he was an all-star starter. So he yeah. he really but had now, any injury problems until he got to the Celtics. I don't really know what happened. Well, he had some knee issues at UConn. But okay. then it kind of happened in his foot too. And so there, now, so the, the, the Thunder bought him out, you know, bought uh, Kemba out. Yeah. And let me, let me look. I believe the contract was just like – why are you giving this guy like so much money? Um, <laughs> and I know the Knicks probably like. They I also, know, like, they also re-signed Derrick Rose to a decent amount of money, so they've invested a lot in two point guards. Yeah, and the Derrick Rose one kind of was almost on my list too because he's old and will give you only twenty to twenty five minutes. Um, I want Derrick Rose to, to win a championship, man. I feel so bad. He was destined for greatness until he blew out both his knee, like his knees. So I really wanted to like win a championship because he. I remember hearing this. He could be one of the only. He's on track to potentially be one of the first MVP to not make the Hall of Fame. So yeah. that'd be sad. Um, I don't see any of the specifics. Here, I'll see if I can MVP. find it. I'm using my trusty uh, source. That's they re-signed. Um... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Didn't say. <laughs> I guess the yeah. details aren't being. The details aren't. But no, you assume he's probably getting more than fifteen million dollars. We can tonight. Yeah. I mean, who knows? And so, and so, to me, I just don't like it. He's too injury prone and. He just hasn't shown me since his Hornet days that he's the same player he was. And so to me, right. I think they overpaid. And that's why it's my third worst signing is, is Kemba to the Knicks. Yeah, I got no no disagreements with that. I mean, it could have been one, one of the easily one of mine too. Yeah, uh, it's been a pretty crazy free agency. I mean, there hasn't been a lot of star players per se, but there's been a lot, just a lot that's happened, it feels like. A lot of transactions. So... It's been uh, pretty cool to, to see. So I'm super, uh, super excited to see how it. Oh, I will well. say, I'll give one honorable mention because I don't think I gave one, but you did. Uh, I did. Give my honorable mention is uh, PJ Tucker to the Heat. I just think they overpaid. <laughs> I mean, you know what he yep. gives you, but for eight mil, I don't think it's worth it. Maybe like five mil. Uh, yes. If you give the Lou, Lou Will contract, you're probably fine, but because you gave eight mil, it's like, yeah. Maybe I should have picked that over the Luo one, but oh well, whatever. Interchangeable. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, for that. Speaking of, con- yeah, leaving yeah, speaking teams of contracts and, and leaving, leaving t- yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, let you. Uh, I'll let you take uh, over on this one. You're the soccer yeah. guy here. So Go for, for it. 
other like five ten minutes we have because we're gonna try to end this podcast in about five ten minutes so that way it's not too long. Um, yeah, messy, bro. I mean that's insane. So I I actually did soccer refing yesterday actually, so that was really fun. Got a little burn, um, <laughs> you know, into a tan, so you know we're good. Um, but you know as I'm home. Uh, I stopped to go get food somewhere, and next thing I know, I see breakthroughs leaving Barcelona. I'm like, okay, what the heck happened? And it come to find out what happened was Lionel Messi and Barcelona agreed on a contract and was waiting for the league that they're in, La Liga, to approve it and make sure they have enough money. Well, <laughs> they said that Barcelona didn't have enough money <laughs> for Lionel Messi and all this other stuff because they're almost one million dollars is and wait, so wait, wait real quick you said they're one how much uh you kind of cut out in almost one billion dollars in debt bro that's why don't nba teams just do that like it's crazy because like nba teams and stuff are like super scared of the luxury tax and here barcelona one billion dollars in debt like it's no yeah. big deal holy crap yeah. and so basically the Liga said, hey, you guys don't have enough money for this, and <laughs> the teams aren't going to help you pay for it. And so, yeah, Lionel Messi thought he was getting a contract, and then all of a sudden he wasn't. And he was surprised that he's not going to Barcelona. Now there's, like, five different teams slash things that happen. But right now, Lionel Messi might go. The top one is PSG. So that's with, like, Neymar and Mbappe in France. Oh my. The next one is Man City with his old boss in Guardiola. And then another one is uh come to Major League Soccer here in the United States. Dude, that would be like, that would be sick. He yeah, should do that. Like how like uh how like David Beckham and, and Zlatan Ibrahimovic came. Join the Kansas City uh sporting KC so I can uh go up there. <laughs> well that's an interesting place because because since he's a free agent, there's no transfer. So the clubs don't need to pay to have him. They have to pay for his salary. And Mahomes is a minority owner in the Kansas City team, so he could put up some of his dollars that he's made. Mahomes, come contracts. on, man. Let's make it happen. Yeah, so, could, I mean, that would be pretty cool. But, yeah, so those are kind of the, the, the rumors. We don't know what's going on. But, I mean, he's been at – Lionel Messi's been at Barcelona since he was 13 in the club and yeah, after so, 21 years he's 34 after 21 years he's finally he's wanting to leave he's being pushed out to leave because there's no money for it which is insane yeah i was gonna ask how long he's been there 21 years that's i mean you isn't it like isn't our colors kind of like blue uh what what is their barcelona's colors uh blue and red yeah okay and yellow. you've always seen him in that blue and red jersey and then you know, and then Argentina. That's it. Those are the only two teams you've seen them in. And now, and now he's, he's gonna. Yeah. Hey, Sporty KC's blue, yeah. part blue. So I mean, hey. he'd be just at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let's see. Patrick Mahomes watches this uh, podcast. So listen to it. Shout to Jets, Sporting KC. I mean, if he love that, if he watches his podcast and gets that idea and it happens, he has to join the podcast. I mean, that's the only oh way to say thank you. To. It's the only way to yeah. say thank you. We're we're, yeah, we're just. We're shooting our shot, man. We're we're shooting our shot, and the shot's uh, oh, and the shot is in uh Utah, and I'm in Springfield. That's where I'm shooting it from. <laughs> I mean, I mean, here's the thing: we can always do it on Instagram, you know, go to my homeboy, you know, but hey, here's our podcast. Listen to it. Same with Messi. Same I thing. Mean, you might as well. You never, you never know. I mean, it's there's a small chance, but yeah, hey, shoot your shot. Yeah, so I would say uh, kind of where we're at with Messi right now, which is insane. Yeah, so, that's crazy. Anything uh, else you want to say about it? Because if not, we're um, – I say we're about to per- ready to wrap up. Uh, to me personally, my prediction, I think he goes to PSG for about a couple of years, mm-hmm. and then he comes in and does MLS. And I think he either goes to Sporty, LA Galaxy, Inter-Miami, or uh, New York FC. So those are my, my, my predictions for him. But when we know more news, we will let you know on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Thanks for so- checking soccer in. Is, soccer is starting up. Uh, and $100 million transfer fee for Jack Grealish, which is insane. That is just an absurd – that's the largest amount 
for a transfer fee for an English quote, $140 million, which is just <laughs> insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Never also, no that. We'll, we'll talk uh, about baseball sometime in this podcast too. If you're a baseball fan, well, I'm sure we'll cover baseball soon. It was funny. Yeah. I was actually watching uh, with Sam last night. We were watching the, uh, we were trying to figure out the Apple podcast stuff. And I just want to take a break. because it's super annoying. We were watching the Cardinals yeah. and Braves and I came in at the top of the eighth from Freddie Freeman. You might've seen this. He hit a single with two outs and then they ended up, it was two to four. They ended up uh, going up eight, four, all the two outs. Cause they threw the Cardinals threw five walks in a row. <laughs> it was in the base alone. They just kept walking and they, they scored and Sam was just like, this is so embarrassing. It was so funny. I don't know if they, wow. actually, they lost. I'm assuming they probably did, but yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, I'm yeah. sure we'll talk about baseball. Well, Especially because the playoffs are coming up soon, we can probably start diving into that a little bit more. Um, but I right now, we have Olympics, free agency, and then, like you said, baseball is coming. Football, also, football, college football, NFL, football, oh, yeah. fantasy, college football. Oh, it's going to be great. Have, like you said, maybe some guests coming up on the show soon, hopefully. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, I think. I think we're ready to head into the weekend and, and come back strong on Monday. What do you think, H Double? Yeah, uh, super excited that we filmed this podcast as well and ready to jump back into it on Monday. And this has been a ton mm-hmm. of fun. Make sure to, to check it out. Yeah, on, on YouTube the, for the uh, video version, Spotify and Apple Podcasts have the audio version. They'll go up every Monday and Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to upload this one later today. Um, I know the quality's not that great. But just bear with us, you know. I just hope it's not really about the quality. We're just trying to, you know, it's more about the actual content we're 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 saying. So and we're having a lot yeah. of fun with it. And so thank you guys for the support. And yeah, we will see you for episode three of No Notes podcast. Yep. And for all those who got to this point, have finished with us, we say thank you. Yes. We appreciate you. We want to say you're awesome. You're amazing. And like my partner H Double said, episode three on Monday. And have a great weekend, all. All right, good. <laughs> Record.